there's nothing wrong with working nine to five, but we all need to become investors on the side of our nine to five because we never know. You can get fired at any time. I got fired at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can have a recession at any time. You can get sick at any time. So That's it's true. like if you get sick and you can't work, what you do? You can't pass down that job to your kid. You know what I mean? So it's why it's important to work it on the fire, but also invest your money too as well. Highlight some of the most creative and non-traditional ways to make money in real estate. We will showcase some of the world's greatest male and female real estate developers and teach you how you can make money by using the same strategies. Now it's time to develop. Here's your host, Charles Noonan. Welcome to another episode of the Land Bank Show, where I highlight dope people that have made lots of money through non-traditional methods in real estate. Today, I got a very special friend of mine, a very important person, one of my favorite people, Princess Dior. What's up, P? Talk to me. What's going on? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you for coming to New York. Yes, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. How you like it so far? How's it going? I love it. You love it? Yes. All right, cool. Did you see anything crazy? No, just the rats. (laughs) Just the rats. Yeah, that was last night. So um, this might be called like the recovery edition of the Land Bank show because we went out last night. We watched the basketball game. And of course, New York has to do its own special thing. Right. And show you the rats. So we did see some rats, but um, they didn't come too close. Good. All right. Cool. 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 So look, one of the reasons I wanted to make sure that you were like one of the first guests on the show And one of the reasons that I always talk so highly about you, and I say one of my favorite people, is because that three-day challenge that we did, it had so much impact Mm -hmm. on, like, our online community that I said, like, we have to, we have to, like, take this thing further. And we have to really spread awareness about everything that we're able to do for people. And I wanted to make sure that I get people like you on the show so that we could share all the ways that you impact people. Um, all the dope stuff that you do from an inspiration perspective, because one of the things that I really started reaching out to you for yeah. is that white Lambo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that white Urus. So talk to me about that. What in the world? This car just came out, yeah. right? Fresh, f- just came out. Yeah. What made you get a white Lamborghini Urus? Um, so I've always been into cars. So I have I have been having a car rental business since 2016. Mm-hmm. And my, my dream has always been to own an exotic car without having to pay the car note. Uh, so when I got the opportunity, I just went I just went for the guzzler for my first exotic car rental Lamborghini Urus. And I love it. It's got me into so many rooms. Just off conversations. Got me able to network with a lot of people. You don't see a lot of women who have exotic cars. Yep. You only see the men with the so you just went crazy with it yeah it went crazy that's actually how we started to communicate see right attention getter it is an attention getter but it was more like like an, a level of appreciation for me to see that and for me to see you with it you probably one of the first people that i saw with it and then i just had to hit you up and i was like that car is crazy i gotta get one And you started to inspire me and I asked about how it rents out and things like that. So before we go like too, too further, too, 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 too far or too deep into this episode, I want you to tell people who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Princess Dior the Mogul. Um, I'm a credit specialist. Um, I do business funding too as well. 
I'm having mentorship where I like to impact other people and show them how to create six and seven figure automation businesses um, and delegate the work so they won't be a rat into their business. Um, and then I also do car rentals too as well. So I just like turning liabilities into assets. I just like helping people. Dope, dope, dope. So what one of the things that really, I'm gonna say solidified, like our connection, our friendship was the three day challenge that we did, Yeah. right? I knew you did. And then we connected through um, a, a mutual friends that we have, right? And I started to get to know you and started to follow you on Instagram and started to learn a lot more about what you do. But what really, I'm going to say, drew us together was the fact that you have so much impact on your community. And then when we did that challenge, it just went like crazy, yeah. right? I've never... For me and, and the land bank team, I've never had that much impact on that many people yeah. in such a short period of time. Right. Yeah. So what do you think about that challenge? Man, the challenge was crazy. I mean, I still get people that when I see people in public, they always say, Princess, you help me like clean my credit. You help me get funding. Um, even me helping you get funding um, allowed, allowed them to, you know, get their first house with you. Yep. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So leveraging other people's money to invest into their first real estate. Um, property, uh, which is easy because if you think about it, investing in this real estate, it can be very um, intimidating because people think that you need 100K uh, to come to the table to do a fix and flip where you you are literally showing people how to get a, a house for $1,000 and then fix it up to either sell it or to rent it out too as well at a low risk, low risk um, price. So that's like, that gives people more confidence. It, it, it allows people not to be fearful of investing into real estate, which, you know, I love. That's why the partnership is so great. Yeah, cool. You know, I actually forgot we had some co some clients in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. Just having impact on people, it's important to me. But it's even better when you when through your journey and what we do every day, we actually get to meet people like each other mm -hmm. and do just powerful stuff like that. Facts. So it is, you know, and sometimes I, I don't think about it, but sometimes I do get like hip to the fact that it can be intimidating mm -hmm. because the, the real estate is so broad, right? There's skyscrapers, there's one family houses, and then there's everything in between. And there's all these terms and, and things you got to know and formulas to figure out how to be profitable. But um, one of the things you do that I really like is that you help people maybe get the money that they need. And I help people get into the game like from an entry level perspective and then you help with the money so yeah. what what i think that does in that combination why we've been able to work so well together is that we could literally help anybody get into the game of real estate mm -hmm. right i'm going to provide the knowledge you're going to provide the funding and the financing for them to be able to do it so now like like ever since that challenge we've just been going crazy with crazy. it crazy yeah so that's awesome that's awesome all right, so you got the business. What's the what What's the name of your business? Uh, which which one? I got multiple businesses. So on Instagram, right? Your your mentorship program. Oh, your mentorship. Yeah, Mogul Talk. Mogul Talk. Uh, Mogul yeah, Talk yeah, community. Yeah. yeah, nah, I love the that's what I'm talking about. I love the community. It's just it's just so powerful to see other people empowering people like that. Yes, of course. So, tell me a little bit about what made you start Mogul Talk. Um, because I always wanted to help people do group group economics basically mm -hmm. so that's why i wanted to learn how to do credit because a lot of people always get scammed when it comes to paying somebody to fix their credit so i want to learn how to do it myself so i can go out and teach my friends and family how to do it but then we can all get funding to invest together that was the whole goal which has happened 
Um, and then I wanted to teach other people too as well. Uh, so when I started having success, people just started DMing me, asking me if I had a mentorship program. At the time I didn't, but then I ended up creating one. Um, and shoot, I'm like 100 plus, stud- 100 plus students in, and I've been helping. I've been able to help people quit their jobs. I've been able to help people learn how to fix their credit, get funding, um, invest into six to seven figure businesses mm-hmm. um, in a short amount of time too. That's another thing. Nice. Like invested into a mentor really helps you um, have that blueprint and get success even faster. You know, YouTube can do it, Google can do it, <laughs> but actually having somebody hold your hand yeah. and showing you how to do it is way more powerful than getting the free information. Absolutely. Um, since I've been mentoring and since I started the Land Bank team, what I'm finding out that we do in addition to the information, right? Because we're finding they can get information from different places, mm-hmm. but the confidence to actually take action and right. go do it is one of the things that they get with mentorship. Yeah. Right? Because you can hear, you can get, you can borrow, you know, certain amounts of money through banks. But until somebody tells you, oh, hey, go speak to Mike at this particular bank, tell mm-hmm. him exactly your situation, give him all the, you know, all of your information about your business and let him fund you. Yeah. You really just, you probably just would never go do that exactly. until you have a mentor who says, all right, yeah. hey, Chase has these products and this is my contact and you can go get X amount from there. And um, it's just that confidence that we get. And then the mistakes, big, big mistakes, right? The (laughs) mistakes. So, so I think the best mentors, in in my opinion, are the ones that have made the most mistakes. Yes. I talk about it all the time, man. Like with my program, I tell people, if you have a real estate mentor that has never been robbed of all of their materials. Yeah. You could probably get a better mentor. Yeah. If you got a men- if you don't have a mentor who like whose windows got stolen, yeah. right? Because because yeah. because all the guys that I know, everybody that I know in real estate, like my peers, yeah, we talk about like those days where we didn't know to put cameras up, mm-hmm. right? We didn't know you could put cameras up to follow up on your contractors yeah. to check on your contractors. We just it was just so much we didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I do think tenure in the game is important, but mistakes in the game, right? And along your journey, I know as far as funding and and just everything you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of it has came from like doing it wrong first and then figuring it out Mm -hmm. to where now when you get a mentee, um, like that one individual, I don't know, I'm not going to say her name, Mm -hmm. but she came into your program and she got funded so fast. It was like. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then she came to me and then she got a house so fast. And now it's like, without that information, without paying for that information, they probably would have never had the like the insight or the confidence to just go do that. Thanks. Yeah. So kudos to your program. I want to take a quick minute to just highlight some of our sponsors on the Land Bank Show. We have two really good sponsors that I really I love highlighting because they're actual companies that I use all the time. So to start, our first sponsor is unsoldland.org. Unsoldland.org is your one-stop shop for everything that you need if you wanted to invest in land. Land is important. They're not making any more land. And unsoldland.org is one of those resources that you can go and you can go buy property like overnight. You can be a landowner of property overnight with unsoldland.org. Our other sponsor is uh, Star Homes. Star Homes is a company that I did lots of business with. I know the owners personally. And as part of the land bank team, we decided to partner with Star Homes uh, to put to to put together 
everything that we do with the land with land in the lamp on the land bank team. So at Star Homes, they are your one-stop shop for everything. Tiny home, modular home, manufactured home, as well as container homes. My guy Adam will do everything that you need from start to finish. All you have to do is come up with the funding, find the land, and he will take you from A to Z and make you a homeowner as well as a landlord too. Star Homes is one of our sponsors that I love and appreciate them sponsoring out the Land Bank Show. All right, back to it. So... Princess Dior, right? Mogul talk drives multiple cars, right? I pay attention. Yeah. I pay attention. So I know what you drive, but we just got to stay on the Lambo, right? <laughs> drives multiple cars. But I know it it wasn't easy getting to that point, mm -hmm. right? So I know what life is like now, right? Yeah. We're, we're friends on a personal level. Yep. We've gotten to know each other pretty good. And um, we actually hang out together. So I know mm -hmm. what life is, life is like for you, yeah. right? But talk to me about a time where it wasn't like this for us, right? Mm -hmm. Talk to me about a time where it wasn't like this for you in particular. And and tell me a little bit about your journey on how you got to where you are. Yeah, so um, I, say, I can say, like, I've always been a hustler. But just finding out what my niche was was, like, very diff difficult for me. So finding mm -hmm. out who could be a great mentor for me to reach my goals was, like, the hardest part. So I went to college. Um after college, I got a, I got a great job um, in the healthcare field. I worked there for um, six years, and while I was working at um, my, in my healthcare job, I was always doing like little hustles. So it could be network marketing, could be selling jewelry, selling clothes, just trying to figure out how can I leave my job to become a full time entrepreneur. And it didn't work for me. Like I just okay. kept failing and failing and failing and failing. But then um, during the pandemic, I ended up investing into a mentor. I spent my last, you know, $5,000, which I used on a credit card, which I had a credit card at the time, mm -hmm. which was crazy. Um, <laughs> and I invested $5,000 and within 30 days, I listened to the information he gave me and I didn't hoard it. Like I executed on everything because nice. that's how hungry I was to get out my situation. Like I was okay. tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Um and so and within 30 days, I made my first $10,000 and it's been consistent ever since then. And, um, and I created my first six figure business, which is my credit repair business. And awesome. from there, I, I literally got fired like March of what, 2021, I think. Wait, so they knew you were doing credit and, and fired nah, you? No, nah, they know I was doing credit. It was just a side business. But okay. they just they just fired me because they said they had to do organizational changes. Yeah. Um, during the pandemic, of course, whatever. Um, Man, that sucks. And then that low key, I don't think it scared. I don't know if it was like it was like a shock to me because that's all you, that's all I knew was like yeah. a job. So it was like programming in my head, you know, go to work, go to sleep, you know, what I mean, go to meetings, listen to somebody. But you, you, you told you made five thousand dollars, or you made ten thousand dollars. Yeah. But Did so that mean was that enough for you to to say I'm on the verge of quitting anyway, or were you just gonna try and do both, work so and make? you know, yeah. X amount and do your side thing. So I was told to always have six months of savings saved up yeah. for a rainy day. So that was, mm -hmm. my, my, was my goal to have, just have six months of savings or a year of savings before I actually quit my job, just in case something yeah. happened. You know, I can go back to my job, whatever. So when it got fired, when I got fired so quick, I was like, dang, I hope I can make the same income right. again because it's on your, you're, you're your own boss now. Yeah. It's up to you to make that income. It's up to you to have enough money to pay your bills. If you don't hit your quota every month, then you'll be broke. You know what I mean? You'll have that two week, <laughs> two week paycheck coming in. So right. it was scary. It was scary to me, but it was a blessing in disguise because I think God allowed me to get fired from my job for me to actually focus 
on what I needed, which was my business for me to get where I'm at, you know, today. So it was a blessing in disguise. And I made my first, you know, six <clears throat> figures within uh, 60 days because of that. So I made more in 60 days than my yearly salary. So it was a, it was a, it was a blessing. You know that I mean? is crazy. So you, you got fired for your job. First, you ran up some money. So mm -hmm. you, you invested in your mentor. You got the information. Yep. That mentorship, was it a mentorship to try and t to teach you how to do your own business? Yeah, so it was a, I think okay. it was a month a month long mentorship to teach us how okay. to um, fix our credit, get funded, and then figure out what type of businesses you want to do. Okay. I mean, too, as well. So with, the, with that skill set, it was like, all right, so you're going to learn how to do funding, repair credit, and then teach other people or um, open your own business and mm. show and do it for other people. Yep. And then you made your, you made ten thousand dollars in yep. the first month. Yep, man, that that is like the perfect storm, right? Yeah, it's like like you said, God may have must have pushed you mm -hmm. like off the ledge into entrepreneurship. Yeah, and what we're finding, what I find a lot as I as I kind of like get curious and dig into people's minds as far as what got them where they are, a lot of times is circumstance, mm -hmm. right? Without that push, you may have just had it as like just something on the side, right? Yeah. Doing $10,000 a month, which is $120,000 a year, which is cool, yeah. right? And then your income from your regular job, and you may not have ever taken off to where you can do $100,000 in a month. Yeah. So that circumstance is what really, um, I think, and I, I haven't identified it yet with you, right? <laughs> but I think the circumstance of you getting fired is what could have propelled you yeah like crazy into this world where you live like how you live today what i find in circumstances with with the land bank team right people watch what i do mm -hmm. they will see me change lives right mm -hmm. take somebody on a friday make them a homeowner on a monday right but it it's not enough for them sometimes mm -hmm. They see people buying property for one, two, three thousand dollars, and then they see them selling it thirty, forty thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. It's still not enough for them. It always tends to be some sort of circumstance when people join. So in my program, I want to make sure one hundred percent of the people um, have success. Mm -hmm. I've tried to make sure everybody gets a property, mm -hmm. right? And I really take a lot of time. I spend a lot of time on fulfillment. So we actually do welcome calls whenever someone joins my mentorship. And during those welcome calls, I always ask, hey, what's the what's the, um, what's the reason that you joined my mentorship? And oftentimes there's some certain circumstance that happens that pushes them into saying, all right, I got to create generational wealth. I need to start making passive income. Mm -hmm. And and for you, I think it was that getting fired that really changed things for you. No, most definitely. Yeah, for me, um, what really pushed me into, I'm going to say real estate was when I got out of college, I went to college and I just played basketball, mm -hmm. right? I was just like, like basketball was my major in college, right? Just yeah. a kid in New York City. I didn't know, you know, I didn't have a, a ton of guidance to, yeah. to structure out my education yeah. and my academic career. So I went to school on basketball scholarship and I went for basketball basically. Mm -hmm. And then you know, as I matured and really realized like, all right, so I got to provide for myself. I have to do everything that I need to, to make a living mm -hmm. as an, as I'm going to say an adult now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I learned a little bit about real estate, 
in my junior year because I, I was kind of like pushed in on a deal because I had good credit. It was mm -hmm. new, but it was good. So then it was around tax time where I learned how much money was made in that deal. Mm -hmm. And then when I got home, um, just, you know, overseas basketball playing wasn't working out. I was hearing too much about people not getting paid what they're mm -hmm. supposed to get paid. I was hearing a lot about the, the sleeping quarters or the living quarters not being what, what they were promised overseas. So I knew I didn't want to get, get into that. I didn't want to follow that path. And then there's just a job market. I never really felt comfortable knowing that I'm working for a company that's able to pay me as an employee or as a salary, 50,000, 60, 70, 80,000. In my mind, just the way that I'm wired, it was always, well, if that person's able to pay me $60,000, how much are they making, right? Yeah, thanks. How much is the company making? So working was always, it was, was always going to be a challenge for me. And then I knew I had to provide. So I, I actually put together the information that I got from that real estate deal. And as soon as I graduated college, um, I put together like a syndication deal with me and two of my best friends. Mm -hmm. And then we bought our first property. That's super dope. Yeah. Like that summer, like I was just, I just economics. knew, yeah, I just knew it wasn't it, working, wasn't going to work for me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a challenge for me. Yeah. And then as I as I got older and matured and, and learned. So that was actually like my first non-traditional um, method in, of getting into real estate. Mm, okay. Right. The house, I think I, I think it was either eight thousand. I think it was sixteen thousand. Okay. Well, I came up with eight and my yeah. two friends came up with four. Yeah. And we got the property. That's super dope. Yeah. 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 So. Mm. All right. So they dropped the hammer on you. Yes. You got fired, yes. right? Now you have to, it's like you got to, you're in a position where you eat what you kill, mm -hmm. right? If you don't, if you don't sell, if you don't retain new customers or new mm -hmm. mentees, you don't eat. Yeah. Did you have to do a lot of adjusting from an entrepreneur perspective, right? From a salesperson perspective, from a business owner's perspective, or did something naturally just kick in where you became a hunter and now you're able to do that six figure month? Um, I would say it's about like systems, like having the right systems mm -hmm. in place to help me um, hit the six figure months, to be honest <clears throat> with you. Um, because anybody can hit, you know, six figures in a month if you have a great product, but it's about sustaining it. And right. sustaining it comes with building a team that knows that's smarter than you um having email text campaigns having a crm system making sure you're organized and stuff like that having making sure you have a trust set up you know what i mean so just having the right you know teams around you to mentor you while you're on um your come up too as well is very important um that's that's what i'm all about like i always like to have people who are <coughs> smarter than me who have more money than me so i can learn right. from their mistakes you know what I mean, on my journey that's what it's all about right and um I, we'll talk about environment soon but one of the things that you said was like systems and processes mm. i didn't learn that until like 10 years in mm -hmm. seriously like it took me that time so i didn't hire a mentor yeah i was just doing like simple math mm -hmm. right these amount of properties are supposed to pay this much money mm -hmm. and this is the amount of mortgages that i have to cover yeah so my journey it was I didn't have systems in place for when somebody was late with the rent. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything in place. Mind you, I'm just fresh out of college. Yeah. I didn't have anything in place for a roof leak, mm -hmm. right? 
tenants breaking stuff mm-hmm. where as a landlord you have to repair those things yeah. i didn't have anything in place i didn't know a ton about management companies mm-hmm. like they weren't a thing in the bronx yeah we talked about the bronx last night yeah. right yeah. <laughs> i love my borough but it it, it 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 it's sort of like one of the last boroughs in the of the five boroughs to kind of like catch up to everything mm-hmm. that's going on so when you talk about systems and processes did you get that from your mentor from that program you got did they nah, teach I actually, you i actually got it from uh some friends mm-hmm. um that i met networking so they already had systems in place because they were doing like a million dollars plus. I'm just like, when I made my first 50000 I was like, yo, so how can I make a, how can I do it again? That was my fear. Like I did 50, but can you do it again? That's that's everybody's yeah. biggest question. Can you do it again? So um, I, I have to have a conversation with them to figure out how can I do another $50,000 again? So it's all about the systems, the back end um, part of your business that nobody even talks about. SOP, the team, the marketing, right. the managing of everything. The machine, that's what it is. It's the yeah. It's a <clears throat> it's a lot of work behind the scenes that yeah. I'm gonna say we do that people don't see. Facts. Right. So oh, I, I just thought about something. One of the things you helped me with, Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. So today I didn't know how to manage, right, and, and cascade information and and just kind of like teach, educate, mentor. And I created with the land bank team. And this is something that we talked about Mm -hmm. was how do we create a system and a process where the team can learn from each other. Mm -hmm. Right. So where they can grow internally in the team. And my vision when I created the land bank team was to create something where if anybody that entered real estate through this non-traditional method through land bank properties, Mm -hmm. if they ever needed anything it would automatically be there. Yeah. So I was struggling with that. And you said, Charles, just go do Mighty Network. Yep. Mighty Network, you can build out tabs, systems. Mm-hmm. You can go live. And one of the things that I got from it and why I'm so big on mentorship today is because I noticed a lot of people don't have access to developers, mm-hmm. right? Developers get to a certain level in real estate they just be the, the the units become doors, numbers. They ask how many units you have, how many doors do you have, and they don't really think about providing access to how somebody who's starting out could get it. Yeah. So through Mighty Network, which I didn't know, which I knew probably like three weeks in, was that I could actually stream live per- privately into the network. Mm-hmm. So now what are, one of the things I do whenever I go on meetings and development meetings or yeah. project management meetings, I actually stream live so that the um, 500 people in my network mm-hmm. can actually see and so sit in like a yeah. fly on the wall in those meetings. Yeah. And then now. So, again, it's about the information and mm-hmm. confidence. Yeah. Now I'm giving them the confidence as well as the contacts mm-hmm. to where they can go and, and meet with an Adam. Mm-hmm. Or uh, a Jeremy, some of my other project managers yeah. that I use to do this stuff for themselves. That's super dope. Yeah, so we, one of, that's another thing that we talk about. And I don't think we talk about it enough. No, facts, Environment, mm-hmm. right? You're in an environment where it's normal. Like you said, you have people that are doing 50000 100000 500000 and up. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how important environment is to, to your journey and development um environment has been really uh big to me since i was a kid so i'm from los angeles california i'm from the crenshaw district so um growing up in that environment it's like cutthroat game banking mm-hmm. it's it's drug dealing it's a lot of it's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on 
But I can honestly say I've always had a great environment around me that always wanted me to be great. You know what I mean? Okay. They, they never wanted me to go left. They always wanted me to go right. And they always was protected of me um, because I think people see something in me that I don't see in myself, um, right. it's, which has helped me become the person I am today. You know what I mean? They always uh, pour into po positive things into me, telling me how great I am. People called me a mogul before I even became, you know, <laughs> I started saying I was a mogul. You know what I mean? But people just see great things, you know, in me and make sure I have the resources um, to get things that I need to be successful. And I think I've been able to have a uh, great energy to bring great people around me too, as well, as far as like accountability partners um, to help me reach my goals um, mm -hmm. every day too, as well. I think that's, that's another great thing, having an accountability partner. So I'm nothing without my tribe. Uh, my tribe is very powerful um, because they're the ones um, that make sure that my business is running, you know, running good. When I'm, right. when I'm depressed, when I'm sad, they're the ones that tell me, like, everything is going to be okay. You know, everybody doesn't have that support system. You know what I mean? Yep. And, um, and, and another thing we talk about is, like, therapy. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't talk about being an entrepreneur is hard. So uh, a lot of my friends are in therapy. They make therapy cool. It's not it's not, yep. it's not talked down on. So yeah. um, that's another big thing when it comes to, like, my group of friends and my family and stuff like that. Me even having a great, a great mom that's um, always been an entrepreneur all her life. Um, She's always been supportive. Anything I've done, she's never talked down on any of my dreams, um, which is a good thing because people, when they start businesses, their family and friends don't support them. And I can honestly say my mom's been right there supporting every um, idea I had, even my close friends, every idea I had, they never talked down on it. They always been there to support me. Even if they couldn't pay for it, they'll post on Instagram or something mm -hmm. or, or send me referrals and stuff like that. So environment is, uh, I think it's very important when you're, um, creating something very powerful and impactful and then that's great for the community too as well that's awesome and i gotta say you you talked you talked about two things one of the things that keeps me engaged with conversations with you all the time is that i think you have like a tremendous heart mm -hmm. right heart in two ways heart in 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 a caring way for people because you truly care about your mentees but then heart and the courage way, mm -hmm. right? So when I saw you, like you bust out with that Lambo and I was like, huh, like yeah. that's hers. Then we started talking and it actually inspired me to get one, mm -hmm. which, you know, which, you know, we just like talk about it all the time. Yeah. But then, right, that courage to just do things like that. And I'm finding, like you said, it came from your environment where you had a lot of support. Yeah. And support is key. We support each other in our businesses and we always, I feel like if I needed to talk about something or if something didn't go right, um, I feel like I could pick up the phone and call you yeah. and, and, and you're like kind of have a lot of answers and familiarity to say, all right, Charles, you just got to get over that hurdle. And like next week you'll be straight. No, thanks. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And um, we have mutual friends that I feel coupled with. So our environment, right, in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in the space that we're in on Instagram, I feel like we get a lot of creativity from them. We throw a lot of ideas around. Mm -hmm. And even the thing that we did, the free day challenge, yeah. that wasn't popular. That wasn't common. Yeah. Right. So everybody did challenges <clears throat> and they charged so much money for yeah. them. Right. Because you actually get three whole days with that mentor, with that master doing, it's, it's like a, a, a condensed master class of mm -hmm. three days. 
and people were charging or people till this day people charge. still charge yeah. tons of money for it and it's all well worth it mm-hmm. right so you see the outcome but our friend group our circle that of entrepreneurs that we surround ourselves with we actually were able to take advantage of the creativity uh to say all right look we're going to do something for free yeah. Like we, we, we're not going to charge. So yeah. everybody's charging. Everybody's making six figures, seven off of challenges. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Yeah. This is going to be this is going to be like an impact um, opportunity mm-hmm. to really make change in our community. And yeah. and I have to say, like that changed my mindset going forward. And oftentimes I just I, it's so easy to give free information or the information Mm -hmm. that we have and not charge for it sometimes because it seems to find its way back and to pay it back like in multiples of what we would what we would have normally charged yeah true yeah so environment's always been big to me and i i credit a lot of my upbringing um through circumstance that has put me in really good environments like Mm -hmm. my school when i went to college it was a it's a private school uh, and was fairly small, but being that it was private, it's really small and it's fairly expensive to go to. I happened to be in an environment where people practiced good credit practices, mm-hmm. right? Um, they had good habits, good work ethic. Their parents owned businesses, mm-hmm. right? So I got like, I was put in a place where kids didn't sign up for a bunch of credit cards in college and not not have any money to pay them back. Yeah. I was in a place where we didn't spend money that we don't have. It mm-hmm. wasn't normal to do that. Yeah. It wasn't like go buy something you can't afford. It mm-hmm. was like, hey, just continue to use what you have yeah. until you can afford to just buy the whole thing. Yeah. And that taught me a lot about credit, financial responsibility. And I didn't, I wasn't aware of it. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that I was learning these things. It was the environment that was teaching me. Yeah. Right. So then when I got back home, uh, I went straight back to the Bronx. Yeah. And what I realized was everybody else had faltered on their credit. Everybody yeah. around me, their credit was bad because Dang. of the environments that they went to. Yeah. They either stayed in the Bronx or they went to schools where there were some predators who like gave credit cards to 18 year olds, 17 year old freshmen that didn't know anything about credit, didn't know how to manage and didn't have any yeah. any job. They're like freshmen at school. Right. right? So always a, a credit a lot of where I am today based on the environment. Mm -hmm. So now we're in a place where I could choose my environment through mentorship. Yeah. Right. I can buy almost the circle of a mentor to teach me. And then, and then what I'm finding is, and you tell me if you agree or not, the more you spend for mentorships, the more you spend for learning and to get into like certain industries, certain rooms, certain information, do you find that you get more? Yeah, you definitely get more um, when you invest more into a mentorship program. People people only look at the money. They don't look at the back end. Mm-hmm. So when people be like, oh, Prince, you invested 25K into this program. Yeah, I did. And I, I wanted to go meet a Charles that helped yep. me make a million dollars this year, too, as well. So it's it's not always about the person you're about to go learn from. It's about the other people that's in the room, absolutely uh, too, as well, because you never know what type of deal you guys can do together, how y'all niche, you know what I mean, too, as well. So it's all about your network. That's the biggest thing when you're investing into these top programs. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the it's the network you're gonna build. Absolutely. And then I did help with that challenge you did. Oh right? yeah. Remember, yeah. So so we kicked that off. 
right? You did another one. Did another challenge. We kicked we- it off. How many? I sponsored like three, three or five people. Yeah, three to five people. I think sponsored something like that, and that's that's part of it. So, again, it's it's it's. I never shy away or frown upon mentorships or people paying for information because Mm -hmm. you get the information, you get the confidence to do it, you get the environment, the other like-minded people that have the same amount of money to invest in themselves. You get people that believe in themselves. And that's how, like, again, we're able to do business together and learn from each other and sharpen each other as well. So I love it, man. Mentorship has been has been awesome to me, right. and that's why I tr- I strive to be like the best mentor I can yeah. in our space. Yeah, man, super cool. All right, so this is the Land Bank Show, right? Yeah, let's get into we it. we gotta talk about yeah. We could talk for hours <laughs> as we always do, right? We gotta talk a little bit about real estate, All right. and I want you to tell me, give me a non traditional method that you used to get into the real estate game and right. what age was it and how old how old were you when you when you did it uh, i'm trying to think i was fresh out of grad school so i think i was probably 24 25 um and i bought my first um single family home okay um my mom helped me of course and then for my down payment my down payment was uh i don't know probably it was crazy to me at the time because i had no money yeah so, but I used my good credit that I had, mm-hmm. and I went to go get a credit card, and I basically um, used my credit card for my down payment to close on okay. my house. Nice, and nice, so, nice. So, uh, I used plastic to take the uh, oh. the money off the credit card to give the bank um, that income. I teach that all the time, and I'm going to tell you something. There's so much about, there's so much, there's so many different ways to get into real estate, mm-hmm. Right. So you was like 24, 25? 24, 25. And you bought a, a single family? Single family home. I rented it out today. What city? What town? What um, state? In the high desert in uh, California. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And you've had it. All right. That's awesome. Still got it. Awesome, awesome. So I teach about plastic as part of my program. Yeah. And the reason I like plastic so much, right, it allows you to get that down payment. Mm-hmm. Real estate has so many obstacles to get into. There's so many hurdles. So many. Right? People think you need a job to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. You really don't. Yeah. People people think you need like a real estate license. Mm-hmm. It's just people they just don't know. Yeah. They think, right? So you get into nursing, you gotta get nursing, which is true. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna get into trucking, you gotta go get a CDL or whatever, right? Yeah. In any industry, you you have to get certain qualifications, licenses before you can hop in and just like open a business and start to um do transactions. Real estate is very different. Mm-hmm. And the reason I started my program is more so to educate people on how easy it is, mm-hmm. right? And do things like that. So you just took like a whole chapter of my course <laughs> and use yeah. and say in plastic and educating on that. So plastic, for, for those that don't know, plastic is a company where, and I'll, I'll make this land bank specific, being that we are on the land bank show. Plastic is a company where you can upload your closing statement, right? The land bank's going to send you your closing statement. Probably by law, I think they have to do 48 hours before your closing, but they'll send it to you a week before your closing. So you take that closing, you create an account on Plastic. P-L-A-S-T-I-Q is the spelling. The pronunciation is just Plastic, right? You upload your closing statement. 
you add your credit card and then uh, you also going to add the title company as the payee. Did you when you did plastics, you, you did it through wire or ACH because they can send both. I think I did ACH. OK, cool. Yeah. So that if you have time, right, if you got a whole week, you can do ACH and they'll they'll send the funds that way or you can choose the, a wire. But here's what I teach about plastic, too. Those fees, if you're buying a property in a corporation, in the name of a corporation, they charge, I don't know the exact fee, but they charge a, a fee to use plastic. Mm-hmm. You can use those fees. You give that statement to your tax consultant and those fees can can be written off be based on like transaction fees or bank yeah. fees. Yeah. So they charge like two, two, three yeah. percent. I forget the exact term that they use. Yeah. But uh, my accountant told me, my CPA told me he's. Uh, when I gave him the statement, he said, hey, Charles, we can actually write these fees off. Yeah. So you can actually get into the game of real estate by using plastic, paying your down payment with a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, even better if you can get a zero percent interest credit card yeah. because it gives you more time to cash flow that property yeah. and pay that back right. before the interest starts to hit. Yep. Um, and then you upload your t- the title company as a payee in mm-hmm. plastic. Then you just um, pay pay the invoice, which whatever it is, 8,000, yeah. 5,000, whatever it is. And plastic will now, and you did yours a while ago, right? Yeah. So plastic ago. will now wire the funds to the title company, mm-hmm. which is everything, right? Yeah. Because when you think about the amount of down payment you have to have, traditionally you title companies won't take a credit card payment for a down payment. They're used to taking wires. So here's where it kind of rang a bell to me that when you wire a lot of money to a title company for a closing, mm-hmm. if it's four people or three people that are buying a property, like my first deal, one guy wired uh, four thousand, another sent four thousand, I sent eight thousand. That's three wires. Mm-hmm. The the title company they put that down as credits towards closing, mm-hmm. right? So they put it down sixteen thousand towards closing, and it kind of dawned on me as I started to go through the process that. Title companies don't care how many wires you send. Yeah, It's just money, right? Yeah. It's money that goes in. So that's why I started to teach. All right, guys, you can use um, land bank properties are so inexpensive, yeah. right? You actually put the thousand dollars on your credit card. Most of the time they want a credit card yeah. anyway. Yeah. The closing fees are usually minimum based on how much you spend for the mm-hmm. property. So it's not a lot of money. However, to somebody who, who wants to get into real estate, that doesn't have down the down payment money or maybe just wants to keep their cash and use other people's money. Plastic is like yeah. a great resource. No, in fact, it is. So, yeah. So that's cool. That was like forward thinking. And I used to think uh, when I started using plastic that I was the only one doing it to, for like nah. down payment money. Nah. So, yeah, using other people's money is important. Even um, like my mom, like she went to go get... Um, what did she go get during the pandemic? Uh, she went to go buy an RV off, off Facebook okay. for like $2,000, I think. And she re- uh, redid everything on the inside and okay. she literally rented it out to pay her mortgage every single month. Are you serious? Yeah, so just, she, she's in real estate, but she just thought outside the box. You know what yeah. I mean? So when you think outside the box, you think RV, you know, usually RVs cost $30,000, $50,000, but it's people out there that are selling things that they don't want no more. I got to get right. rid of it. 
But Facebook Marketplace is a place where you can find things and literally turn that liability into an asset to pay off to pay off something. You know what I mean? So but, think it outside the box. Like that's that. awesome. That's awesome. I knew I knew you would you would bring some creative ideas because you're just super creative. On the land bank team, uh, some a, a lot of team members are buying land now, mm-hmm. and what what I have friends that are doing, they're putting tiny homes on um, on the properties. Mm-hmm. You can actually tiny homes sometimes come on wheels. They yeah. have them with steps and they come on yeah. wheels. And I have friends in my I'm going to say my real estate circle, they buy land, excavate it right, make it flat and make it like livable yeah. land. And then they're putting tiny homes on there and mm-hmm. they're renting those out through Airbnb. Oh, that's super dope. Here's why it's taken off and going crazy. So me personally, I don't like tiny homes. Yeah. Probably because I'm tall and I feel like Every- uncomfortable. Everything ain't for you all the time though. I know. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a new thing. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm ever... So I grew up in a, a small space, right? Okay. It was a lot of us in one in, in a three-bedroom yeah. house, but it was a yeah. lot of us, like yeah. more than ten. Yeah. So I kind of, and, and it probably has to do about trauma. upbringing. Yeah, I think trauma. I got tiny home trauma, yeah. where it's like, you know, three people in one bedroom. I already know. I don't want to. I don't want to have a tenant that. do that. I don't want to. I don't want my to tenants that. to have <laughs> that experience. So I, I'm not that big on a tiny home yeah. space. But here's why it's working for people. Buying land and putting tiny homes on the land and, and doing Airbnb is working for people because when people think about buying a tiny home, it's new, very similar to a new car. Mm-hmm. If they have the opportunity to go live in one for a month mm-hmm. and rent it out through Airbnb before you go make the purchase, it kind of gives you a, a test drive, so to yeah. speak. Right. Yeah. So now you can live in it. You got you whoever else is going to live there, husband, wife, and maybe a child. Mm-hmm. Now you get to experience it through Airbnb and he charges like $120 a day, mm. right? A night or whatever, however you do yeah. Airbnb, right? So he's doing well over $3,000 a month in his t- out of a tiny home. The mm-hmm. tiny home costs of $65,000, yeah. brand new. It It's cute. I just don't love them. But that's another thing that people are doing with their... um to be creative in real estate where mm-hmm. you actually can have like a new product, like a test drive driven product. Yeah. Um, and they're just like cute little cabins or whatever. Yeah. That's super dope. Yeah. So I know. Um, and that's part of the reason why uh, we, the land bank team did the sponsorship with two act, two tiny home comp- manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, one is star homes and the other one will announce soon. We're waiting to dope. sign the deal. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think that's really creative. No, nah, it is creative. People not people not thinking like that. Like, like I told you, people think in real estate you have to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But be- before you could do that, just get something that's in a smaller budget yeah. and then grow from there. People always want to go for the guzzler. Just <laughs> go for the small thing, less risk, less headaches. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I think when you, I think the biggest thing I've seen in real estate is contractors doing these fix and flips where you got to oh. put you got to put fifty thousand dollars in. It's another, uh, you know, hundred thousand or forty five thousand to um, to fix it up and stuff like that. Yep. Then the contractors don't don't come through. So um, tell me about it. So that's what I'm saying. Land bank is something that's less risky for you to get your feet wet, of learn course. the ins and outs. You know what I mean? Of I'd rather course. lose, you know, three thousand dollars on somebody stealing yeah. some windows, or whatever, <laughs> than me losing forty five thousand or fifty thousand dollars from a yeah. contractor. My first deal. That's mm-hmm. fearful. That make me not want to do real estate no more. Of course, so, it's a bad, a bad yeah, taste. Yeah. So in if my I mind. do something small like this, 
like land back, get my feet wet, do a couple. Now it's like I have more confidence to move to the the next step, the levels. People yeah. don't know how to go for levels. Absolutely, it's levels. It's levels. We had different levels last night, right? Yeah, it's levels. (laughs) It's levels to it. So, look, what I thought was important with the land bank team is to provide protection for Mm -hmm. people, right? So, one of the things I really like about it is we only allow trusted vendors into the program. Mm -hmm. So, when you're on the land bank team we kind of eliminate those fears or the reality of using contractors that are going to dip out on you. Yeah. Contractors that's not going to do the Super work. Dope. So before they make a referral, before we let someone in as a vendor. So initially it started where they were using my, my contractors. Mm-hmm. Then I had a warehouse and they're able to use some of my materials too to kind of save on some money. Right? So... Now we know, I know if I'm bringing you into the land bank world, if I'm bringing you in as an investor, all right, you're going to work with this group that I've worked with that helped me become successful, right? So there's that protection there. But what it's grown to, which is like crazy, yeah. water, uh, water, water line companies have um, warranties. Mm-hmm. So now with the land bank team, sometimes the water lines are cut because the, the houses are older, they're vacant, they're dilapidated. Yeah. So if you're an outside investor, one of your fears is the water line might be cut. That might be like a $10,000, $12,000 job, right? So we found and partnered with companies that will give you a warranty on your water line. Yeah. So we have team members that are paying $8 a month for this warranty yeah. So whenever they buy properties, if yeah. the water line is cut, that company will actually go repair that water line. That's super dope. It's, I want to give off something else, like another bar, too, that I've been seeing. Like, we have friends. Um, I have a friend that's overseas right now for his clothing line. Been in, um, in Asia for, like, I think, like, 60 days now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been able to find, like, materials for, like, She-Rock okay. uh, for our warehouse and stuff like that, that's, which is cheaper yeah. And a lot of people don't know that. Like Home Depot, all those people, they're probably getting their materials of course. overseas. So of like course. ordering stuff overseas, getting a, a sample. Yeah. And then cutting down your expense even more by ordering stuff overseas. Like in, in Alibaba. China. Alibaba. Like that's that's Is a play that people yeah. don't people don't give away. The but materials. Don't yeah. give away. I mean, you gotta find you still gotta find your vendor anyways. Yeah. But a lot of people um I think are sleeping on that. If you really wanna be like a real estate mogul, it's like now you need you should become the wholesaler because of now it's like, let's just say we go buy a whole bunch of tile from overseas. Now you can sell that to your mentees. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So now you're, <laughs> a, now you're your own Home I Depot. I didn't think about now that. Now you're, you're, you're your own Lowe's. You know what I mean? I didn't think about so that. So it's like, now we got to think outside the box. How can, how, can we, how can we create our mentorships even better to where now we know that tile is going to be top tier, that windows are going to be top Absolutely. tier, and we get it at a lower discounted price to help, to help our students too as well. Like that's 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 a play. You are super creative. That's what I'm talking about. I saw that in you like day one, <laughs> day one. Like you have the ability to just you have this mindset, this like you're wired to create, and it, it doesn't surprise me. But it started, I think, like you said, your mom being an entrepreneur. We, we're forced to create, and mm-hmm. then I think you inherited a lot of that naturally. Yeah. Because just to think about that, right? You're looking at my mentorship, and we talk about it all the time, but and, and it, it's twofold, right? So yes, as a business person, I know what supplies we could, we're gonna need, yeah. right? And and we have people that come in on a Monday, they buy how they own a house on a Tuesday, a Wednesday. It happens yeah. every single day. Yeah. So here's how it's twofold. One, I know what they're gonna need. 
I can buy tons of it, which I don't know. I, I got to think about this if I want to no, if I want to do it's it. It's all about thinking about it because now you're your own warehouse. You know what I mean? So if I yeah. house on Tuesday, you're going to material. Right. They could just. <laughs> right. So. So, yes. Now there's another revenue stream for me, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it's not me going too wide. It's mm-hmm. going deep mm-hmm. into like my group. So what is the benefit, right? So now I make money off of the supplies, but I would even sell them lower than maybe like the Home Depot or the Lowe's, right? When we're doing renovations in some of these underdeveloped cities, they're fine with basic renovated places because it's still a new house, new windows, new doors, new floors, new paint which is meaningful as hell to people that live in places that have a lot of vacant properties. So cool. I might, hey, um, Land Bank Warehouse. That, that, uh, what's that? that water, that water thing. What's it called? The water line. The water, the water line. And the heat thing. What's it called? The heat thing too as well. Because they have a land bank. What you telling me? The heat. What, the land banks? What, what? What you got to have the heat thing too as well? Or is that the water? Oh, the water no, no, tank? no, no, no. So this, this show is about non-traditional methods. No, but I'm where saying. Where people the... make money. I'm not giving away land bank stuff. Land no, bank no, 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 information. Saying, the hot that? water heaters. Oh, hot I know, water heaters. Yeah. I know what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's a, a high fee. You're I'm sharing information. You want me to start sharing no, information? No, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> you just drop bars no, 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 on a regular. Saying, going back to like going back to like the lows and home depot, yeah. like that that heat heat. Buy thing. a bunch of hot water heaters overseas because it just cost, it costs you. You are cost, wired. Cost like, I was supposed to get that way. Oh well. You are wired for money. No, so so here you already brought it up. So I'm gonna tell what it is. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna tell what it is. Here's a get me later. <laughs> nah, this is what we do. We give. We give. We just get here. We're going to do a high five to like it. Charles, I'll give you later. We're going to, I'm going to just give because you, it's Charles, just, you got other, you got other information on the back end. Here, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a land bank mentorship, super high level nugget, right? And, give it away. And we just been giving for free, free give information. This, this is the thing. Everybody's not going to run the play off the free information. So. Oh, this one, they will. We're going to see. This a this is a this is a five to seven thousand dollar nugget. Ooh. I'm gonna give right now. Ooh, okay. You ready? All right, here we go. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell it to you, but I don't I don't share this level info. This is like this is like ten to twenty five k mentorship level information. I'm gonna just give it away right now. Here's what you do, right? So on the land bank team. There's three strategies. Mm-hmm. You can buy and rent out, mm-hmm. like you buy, renovate, and rent out, yep. like you do, right? Simple strategy, tried and tried strategy over years, right? That's yeah. the oldest real estate model: buy a property and rent it out. The second one is buy it, renovate it, and sell it, um, and resell it, yeah. right? Through truly a Zillow, you get a real estate agent, yeah. you get whatever the market is now. So with land banks, the properties are one, two, three thousand dollars. You're selling them for whatever market rate is when you do a full renovation because it's a newly renovated property. Mm-hmm. The third strategy, you got me giving today. All right. The third strategy is to buy the property, do the minimum renovations, and get the release of interest so you own it outright. And then you could either sell it through a wholesaler really quickly or the other channels, mm-hmm. right? So you own a property outright. One of the what you're talking about is the hot water, the, the baseboard heaters. Mm-hmm. So in in cold weather climate states, the land bank asks you to show pictures of an installed furnace. Mm-hmm. Um, they show they ask you to show a hot water tank 
an installed furnace, windows, doors, and things like that. Yeah. So here's where I got non-traditional, right? Here's where I tapped into my creative side. Mm -hmm. And here's why other mentors in this land bank space or this real estate space probably don't measure up to me because they haven't gotten enough furnaces stolen. So yeah. look, house number like one or whatever. Actually, I, it is my first house. I got a brand new furnace, right? So I told you a little bit about how I grew up. We didn't have like stainless steel appliances, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that worked. We probably had one burner that worked on the stove and yeah. a lot of stuff like yeah. that, right? Humble beginnings. So me growing up, now I'm a developer, right? Now I'm providing places for people to live. Mm -hmm. It was important to me to make sure my properties were done right. Yeah. Right. I, I, I wanted to have matching appliances. I never had matching appliances growing up. Yeah. So in my kitchens, I wanted to have like the Kenmore stove, the stainless steel stove with the stainless steel fridge. Mm -hmm. Right. My my mechanicals, it's called the mechanical room where you got your furnace and your hot water heater. I wanted to have matching mechanicals right mm -hmm. matching hot water heater matching matching furnace both with the nice gray you know that polished gray yeah. that that's the furnaces are right yeah so i go to home depot was actually another place in uh, michigan right i go there i buy this matching set it gotta be matching it gotta be the top btus it gotta be 80 gallon water tank because growing up when we used to take a shower right it's mm -hmm. 14 of us in a three-bedroom house yeah you got to shower quick because what's going to happen? Water going to turn cold. The water's going to get cold, right? Yeah. So I got a three-bedroom house, and I'm like, all right, look, we got to go 80 gallons. Mm -hmm. I don't want nobody to take no cold showers. I don't want no kids with the water running out. And you know when it used to get embarrassing when we used to have company? Oh, yeah. Right? When we used to have company, we'd be like, go shower first oh, yeah. <laughs> because we don't want the water to get oh, cold yeah. on company. So yeah. it's like, all right. Then you got to tell them like, yo, don't, don't, don't be in there all that yeah, long yeah. because I got a shower after you, yeah. right? So I do the nice furnace, install all the vent, duct work, everything. I got the hot water tank going, everything nice. When I, me, the realtor and a family go into the house the next morning to show them the house, right? They're going to rent it. Mm -hmm. They got um section, government program. They got Section 8 approved. Um, everything is done. So I'm on the phone with the realtor. I right, bring them tomorrow, nine o'clock. We just touching everything up. It was me and one of the contractors, mm -hmm. right? We touching everything up. I told the contractor specifically, bro, put the heat on like 90 before you leave. It mm -hmm. might've been like one o'clock. We're working and just, I want everything to be perfect. It's my first house, mm -hmm. right? I bought, um, I bought like three at the same time, but I was mm -hmm. doing one at a time. Mm -hmm. So he's like, all right, bet. The reason that is because when I was younger, furnace used to go out all the time mm -hmm. or we ain't paid a gas, but one or the other. I don't know what they used to yeah. tell me, but we grew up in some cold. Some It was cold at times. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wanted the tenant. Right. This is my first tenant in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. I wanted the tenant to open the door and get hit with that heat. Mm -hmm. You ever open the door and like a nice thing of yeah. heat hits you in the wintertime and you like, ah, you feel good. Yeah. So I told him specifically, turn the turn the um, thermostat on 90 before you leave. Mm -hmm. So here we are. The next morning, I tell the realtor, I'm like, wait for me. 
Um, I want to be there when you take the tenant in. So she gets the, I, so I get there. Everybody's there waiting for me. I give her the key. I'm like, I right, open the door and let her go in. So she opens the door. It's cold. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, this dude didn't turn the thing on. So I looked, it was on 90. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, cool. Something ain't right. Maybe he didn't light the furnace. Yeah. I go downstairs. What do you think happened when I went downstairs? They stole your furnace. Stolen furnace. Yeah. No furnace, no water heater, no hot water heater. Empty. I got wires hanging like this from the ceiling, yeah. from the connection. Like you got the hot and the cold yeah. going into the thing. The duck is hanging off the thing. Yeah. So I was like, I can't, but this is crazy. Yeah. Cra- I couldn't believe what happened to me. Yeah. Right. So what I decided to do. So obviously, and his was funny. The tenant still moved in. Mm-hmm. She understood what happened. Yeah. And in certain parts of the country, you can technically, you can, it's normal to rent a house to somebody without the mechanicals, without the appliances and say, the day you move in, I'm going to schedule the installation of your um, hot water tank and your furnace. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, cool. So land bank gem, don't ever install your mechanicals before the tenant moves in. Mm-hmm. They know, they get it and they understand. Mm-hmm. Here's where it got creative. So now I got to do two more houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got approved and this stuff start happening at around the same time. I also got approved for a block of properties on the east side of Michigan mm-hmm. at the same time. So now I got seven plus three. I got 10 houses. I didn't I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't I didn't get ripped off enough mm-hmm. to where I knew to put the cameras on the properties. Mm-hmm. So now I'm a little scared. I'm a little nervous. Here's where the creativity kicks in. Here's where the entrepreneurship kicks in. And here's why no land bank team members will ever lose a furnace. Mm-hmm. We don't install furnaces anymore. What, what we do, right? And th- this is so crazy that I'm sharing this today. Because people join the land bank team after their furnaces get stolen. Yeah. After their windows get stolen. And then they hear what we do. And then they're like, oh, my God, bro. you Like, like I wish I paid for your mentorship earlier. Yeah. Because it's weird. They think they could do it. So here's what we do. Through my conversations with the land bank, I said to them, all right, look, the purpose of the furnace is to heat the prop is to heat the property. Mm -hmm. Right. Furnace installation, all the duct work anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars based on how many BTUs you get or whatever. Right. Hot. um, What they call baseboard heaters, electric baseboard heaters. At Home Depot are like $79.89. So I asked the land bank, I said, look, if the purpose of the furnace is to heat the property, would you guys allow me if I want to be clean air, uh, gas efficient or energy efficient, not use gas, if I wanted to heat my house with electric baseboard heaters? They said yes. Mm. So now I'm heating the whole house. So so when the electric electrician is wiring the property, he's just wiring and putting wires for the electric baseboard heaters mm. to heat the property. So in total, instead of spending five, six, seven thousand dollars on a furnace and all the duct work, we just probably spend like a thousand dollars on electric baseboard heaters. They needed that. Crazy. I I I had to give that up. They needed right? it. They needed it. Needed it. But here's the thing: Are they gonna be mad at me because I told the world 
No. No? Oh. That'd be cool? Yeah. All right, cool. So that helps like tremendously for me. Um, it's just little stuff like that that mentorship does. You yeah. would never think of doing that. People are so fast to just spend that money, get the furnace, get everything they need to get. All right, so cool. Tell me about you do funding, credit repair. What else? What else you got going on in Mogul Talk? In Mogul Talk, uh, we just invest in six or seven figure businesses. So that could be anything. That could be real estate. That could be car rentals. That could be Airbnb, event spaces. Nice. Um, do a lot of consumer law stuff too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's a lot of stuff, trading, like whatever, however you want to invest your money. Like I have all the resources in right. my course. Oh, all that is in mobile. So, so yeah. if I join, I got different avenues I can different go through. Different avenues you go to that you're passionate about, but you don't know how to start. So okay. That's, that's what I bring to the table, showing you how to start the business that you want to. And you help them step by step. Step go by through step. Yeah. You even taught on my mentorship on my um, call that morning. Oh, yeah. And you went way too far. <laughs> So they actually like attacked me for your information and um, they start picking it apart. They were asking for the recording and I'm like, guys, y'all got houses. Y'all have to finish your houses. I, I don't yeah. want y'all jumping all over the place, but yeah. I put some of them into your um, your mentorship and your yeah. challenge and everything anyway. So we definitely share information and they well, love definitely. the information. Here's one of the things where land bank team members sometimes can use um, funding. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about funding and then tell me what's the most you've ever gotten somebody funded. Yeah. So funding is very important, but it's all about the data points too. Right. So I always tell people, you know, fix your personal credit up, get some personal credit cards, um, delete all the negative items off your personal credit. So your personal credit um, data points need to be um, at least a 680 FICO score. Um, You need at least two credit cards with $5,000 limit. Um, you need some primary accounts too, as well for yourself. So that could be self lender, Credit Strong, uh, Rent Reporters, Rental Karma. Um, there you, you go. You need You're just uh, throwing information uh, out there. No late payments, less than uh, four inquiries, and less than fifteen percent of utilization is like really big when you're going for business funding. Um, and then for the business funding, it's all about um, the products you need. So I always go for zero percent interest credit cards. To as well, because okay. now you have 12 months of no interest to go make those investments and pay off pay off your credit card, which is right. very important. So I can go to, you know, Truist and get 100K if I want to. So I can get a 25K personal credit card, 25K mm-hmm. business credit card, and I can get a line of credit, no docs, um, for 50K. And then oh, wow. um, I can go to PenFed and do the exact same thing. Run, okay. they have People have multiple, you know, products, business credit cards, lines of credit. Um, business loans too as well. Um, Chase is really good. I like to do credit unions a lot because they're giving out more okay. high limit, um, more high limit credit too as well. And they're also doing no doc uh, lines of credit too as well. If you ask for anything less than 50K, you don't have to show any tax returns or anything like that. Damn, you giving underwriting guidelines. I'm just saying, I want people Jeez. to go in there, you know, <laughs> you know, equipped too as well. So, I mean, that's it's, it's important to build up the relationships with the banks. Um, right. too, as well. So I took people go in there and open up like five business 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 accounts. So put like five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars in there. However much you can put in there, let it sit. Okay. And then go back in there and get, you know, funding. So I've I've been able to get people like two hundred and fifty K um for their business. And I like to guide people too as well. So it depends on what you're trying to do with your money. I don't right. always get people two hundred and fifty K um, because I don't want to be irresponsible with it. Right. So depending on what type of business they're gonna get. Then I'll go get the funding for that. More most people okay. that do funding, they're greedy because they want that, you know, that percentage yeah. on the back end, but so they want to be responsible. It's based on, I'll say, your model is based on 
uh, some level of credit worthiness, right? Yeah. If they say to you, hey, I want to create a business because you know how, and they're not sure what to do with it or when they're going to start, you might not, for, for their own protection, you might not get them that much money. Yeah, but nah. if they say, if I came to you and I said, hey, Princess, I got an 800 and I think I still have an 850, actually. Yeah. If I say, hey, Princess, I got an 850, I'm going to go buy $250,000 worth of material from Alibaba, which is going to probably sell for 350 to my group yeah. uh, and save them money and make me money. Yeah. You feel stronger about funding me two hundred and fifty thousand yeah, than you would somebody else. You already know what you're gonna do with your money. Most people okay. they want me to get them a hundred K or hundred and fifty K and they go blow it on Rodeo by a little bit of time and oh, buying man. cars <laughs> and all type of like going on lavish vacation, all type of yeah. silly stuff where you can literally go invest this money and make a so, return on investment. Nice. So you have a process to where you do like some fact finding and make yeah. sure they qualify and you're not hurting people. I'm not hurting people. That's the biggest that's thing. That's super ethical. Yeah. I love that. That And that, that just goes to impact too. Yeah. And you make sure like through the underwriting guidelines that they qualify the right way and that everything is being done right. Then of course you got programs like mine. Yeah. Where you send some of your people to for to invest in real estate. That's real estate money. That's the biggest thing. It's like that's that's why I like my program because I have that network to where I can bring people in and teach my, my students mm -hmm. how to really use other people's money to make these smart investments like a mogul and um build their investment portfolio because I know a lot of my students, they come from families that they don't have trust. They don't know about trust. They yeah. don't know about investing. They don't, they don't know about real estate. They don't know about starting businesses. All they know is working nine to five until they're 70 years old, getting their retirement, Jeez. retire for 10 years, getting their 401k, and they're cool with that. They're comfortable with that. You know what I mean? They're not hungry. And there's nothing wrong with working nine to five, but we all need to become investors on the side of our nine to five because you never know. You can get fired at any time. I got fired at any time. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can have a recession at any time. You can get sick at any time. So that's it's like true. if you get sick and you can't work, what you do? You can't pass down that job to your kid. You know what I mean? So that's why it's important working on the five, but also invest your money too as well. We're going to end it right there. All right. Because you're going to give and give and give and go crazy. <laughs> so guys, look, um, we're about to wrap up. Princess, tell me, tell them where they can find you. That's your camera right there. <laughs> Yo, you can find me at It's Princess Dior on Instagram, Facebook, and also YouTube as well. All right, cool. I'm Charles Noonan. Instagram, Charles J. Noonan. Um, guys, like, follow, subscribe to the Land Bank Show to hear more dope information, creative, non-traditional methods of how to run up a bag in real estate through people like Princess yes. Dior. Thank you so much for coming. Appreciate it. Until episode two. I appreciate the opportunity. All right, cool. <laughs> show with charles Newman. please leave a review for this podcast and give it five stars also follow on instagram at charles j noonan and share with others as we want to share these unique strategies with developers across the world